if you live by the praises of man, you'll die by their criticisms. That is just one of the gems that my guest dropped on this episode. Hey, everyone. This is Anthony Franzese. I am the host of the Successful Working Parents Podcast, the podcast where we talk to successful working parents. Go figure. Sonia Holmes is a senior recruiter, host of the Own Your Work Podcast, and mother of four. This is a really, really inspiring and motivating conversation. Sonia created her podcast but was held back by fear and doubt for four years before she finally pressed publish. And she has a lot that we can learn from that experience. I appreciate you listening. Let me know what you think about the episode. If you would, click the follow button. Leave me a rating. That would mean the world to me. It's the best way to help grow the podcast. Anyway, on to the show. Welcome back to the Successful Working Parents Podcast, the podcast where we talk to successful working parents. My guest today, she is a senior recruiter. She is the host of the Own Your Work Podcast and a mother of four, ladies and gentlemen, Sonia Holmes. Sonia, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're really excited to talk to you today. So usually we just kick off with a little quick background on your career. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a senior recruiter. I've been recruiting for like a decade now. Uh, but before that, um, I, you know, I went to school. I got my bachelor's in communications. Uh, right out of college, I started in a management training program for a big uh, rental car company you might be familiar with, but progressed really quickly into management. But once I um, at the inter sorry at the rental car company, I actually ended up getting into HR, um, and I got my first opportunity as a recruiter and a trainer. So I did both recruiting and training and development, and it was a blast. And that's how I got into the world of HR. Been loving it. So I have a background of both sales and both recruiting. And I like to call myself, I'm a sales professional, recruiting sales professional. In my role currently, I recruit sales professionals and I love it. Yeah. I've actually heard people say that recruiting is for like recovering salespeople that just need a little <laughs> bit of a, of a break from the, the craziness of it all. And I work in sales, so I've, I've considered that before myself. Yes. Uh, and so tell us about your, your family. So you, are, you have four kids, right? Yep. I'm a mom of four. I have four girls all under the age of nine. So, you know, busy and exciting, exciting life. Got a lot going on here, but it's exciting stuff. Wow. Yeah. You don't see a lot of a lot of four four kid families these days. I feel like I everybody I know is stopping at two. So kudos yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. We I always wanted a big family. You know, it's funny. I used to say, I'm going for 13, but you know, that quickly changed. Once I got to like three or four, I'm like, I don't think we can do the whole 13 thing. But yeah. um, I've always wanted a big family. You know, it was always just me and my my brother. We were a small, you know, family. And um, I've always wanted a big family. So I love it. I love every moment here. Now I've heard a few times. I'm curious your thoughts. Two to th like once you have the second kid, it's it's just like so much crazier than the first. That the third and the fourth don't add too much more craziness. Is that true? Oh, yeah. You know what? I heard that as well too. A lot of people used to tell me after three, it gets easier. So you know we can keep going. You know I feel like we're in a routine, and I think that's because it's not that it necessarily gets easier. I think you get better. I think you you know as you progress, you start to care less about things that don't matter. And um, so you're more efficient as a parent. You 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 know you come into your own a little bit. So I think it does get easier for a lot of reasons. But I think we get stronger. I think we get better. And then also, you know, you have like everyone's all in it together. Yeah, it's 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 fun. I think it does get a little easier. Do you think that your background in recruiting and sales has informed the way that you parent at all? 
Yeah, I love that question. I think that's interesting. Honestly, I feel like, you know, as a parent is informed the way that I work and, and everything. But I would definitely say like as a recruiter, how it, you know, informs how I parent, you know, and how I show up for my family. I think one thing that I've always learned and in recruiting, you have to be prepared. Like I'm very intentional, like as a, you know, someone who values high performance and productivity, you know, like I I always plan. I plan my day, the day, you know, the next day, the day before I plan out my week, you know, and I plan my day the day of as well, too. So I'm very intentional about my time. Um, so I've learned as a recruiter to be intentional, to plan, but also in the world of recruiting, things happen. So you got to be prepared to pivot. And I think that's helped me as a person and it's rolled over in every area of my life, especially parenting, because, you know, you can plan, plan, plan. But when you got little ones, they have their own agenda. Sometimes they don't, you know, and you can some things you just can't be prepared for. So you just got to pivot. You know, it's no telling like you can be ready to walk out the door and then a kid has an accident. You know, I have one as old as nine and one as young as two. So you have to be prepared and you have to be able to move and go with it and not let that mess up your mindset or your space and really protect and guard your inner your energy. So I think that's what I've learned as, you know, just in the recruiting space. And that's rolled over into how I parent and how I show up as mom. Yeah. I've been thinking as a salesperson, I, my daughter is one month old, so it's not really relevant yet, but I'm sure there'll be some, maybe some uh, <laughs> selling her on certain certain things and behaviors. Yes. A little bit older. Yes. So let's talk a little bit. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about this. You have four kids, you have a full-time mm -hmm. career. How do you manage that? How do you balance that? Yeah. So you know what? Um, it hasn't always been easy. I can say probably the last few years I've gotten so much better about it. And honestly, like that's where I feel like I'm in like this new journey, this new stage. But I say the biggest things for me, number one, is being intentional. And I mentioned that before. I, even so much like I actually have it written down like on my, you know, on my vision board, you know, I look at it daily as a reminder of like who I want to be, a value of mine, and that's being intentional. So I start with, you know, who do I want to be as a parent, right? And how do I want to be in every other area? So I would say my number one is always trying to be intentional with my time and who I want to be so I can show up into those different spaces that way. The next thing I say for me was really, really important. I used to try to pursue balance all the time and I got frustrated because it wasn't working. I always thought like balance was like a time thing, quantity. But I had a shift of a few years ago when I started this journey and I realized like balance was not feasible for my life. Sometimes things were, you know, demanding more time in different seasons. So I began to seek what does being present look like for me? And the more I started to seek being present, meaning when I'm at work, I'm all in, I'm working on the thing and I'm there and I'm doing it. I'm very intentional about like, you know, what I want to do during the day, what I want to accomplish. So that way, when it's time to shut off, like I can shut off. Because when you're pursuing balance and you're only thinking about a time thing, what happens is if you don't know how to shut off or if you haven't been intentional with your time, you can be with family, but then you're thinking about the things at work that you have to do. So being present, being intentional about what you want to accomplish, that's really, really helped me. Um, and then also when I'm with my family, again, that being present, I'm there with them. So I really try to pursue work-life presence versus just like work-life balance. And in terms of like, how do I want to be in this moment with them? When I'm looking at my child, I am like, 
adoring her little face or, or their faces and the moments that I have with them and trying to literally block out anything else. So I pursue that and it fills my heart so much. Like I'm a feel person, you know, it fills me up. And um, so that way I'm not feeling drained or stretched or feeling like, you know, I should be doing something else. Like I really pursue presence over balance. Yeah. So how, how do you do that in practice? Is it really mm -hmm. about being more mindful when you're in the moment or how do you pursue work-life presence? Yeah. So I think it's a couple of things. Like, so for example, when I'm at work, like being intentional, I very intentional about like what I'm doing with my time. So I literally plan like my week and my day and I block off things. Right. So for example, if I am, you know, like I put, I schedule the things that I want to do. So I don't even just, you know, decide like, here's what I want to accomplish this week. Like, no, I'm putting it in the calendar because if it's not calendar, it's probably not going to happen. So this allows me to, at the end of the day, to shut off because I've been committed and I've done the things that I need to do. So that's what it looks like for me in practice. And then I also have, it's just about having a start time and a quit time as well too. There's always one more call to make. There's always one more thing to do. And your list will always go, on and on. So you need to understand like what's your start time and your quit time, right? Get and be intentional about what you want to plan within your start time and quit time. And then after that, when it's time to quit, quit and then focus on being present with your family. And the same thing as well too, trying to just put those boundaries in each area of your life. Now, things happen, things come up and, you know, you have to roll with it. But I think once you get really clear on, you know, those boundaries, which is going to be your start time, your quit time, what you want to accomplish, you can walk away feeling like, you know what, this is enough for the day and you can fully be present. So that's what it's looked like for me being really intentional, being intentional about what I'm doing and how I'm performing. And also just being so intentional about like when I'm with my family, I want to be there and I want to be present. And um, so that's what you know, how the pursuit of being present looked like for me. Um, trying to think of what, what else I do, but I just really like, just try to be intentional about planning. I even plan about like my family week as well too, you know, upcoming appointments, things that I want to accomplish. I plan and really get a visual of my week of like, you know, things that, I, what I'm going to be wearing. Like the day, I don't just pick out my clothes for the day. Like I batch decide, I batch work at work so I can get more done and that I'm in that mind space to get the things done. But I also batch decisions at home. So for example, that's planning out what we're wearing for the week. So I don't have to think about that, you know, every day, like just thinking about what needs to happen to get done, free up my mind space so that when I'm doing a thing, I can be present to the moment. So I try as much as possible to batch decisions and batch work. So when I'm in a thing, I can do the thing. Does that yeah. make <laughs> makes perfect sense? I mean, I love I love a good plan myself. And mm -hmm. my wife is the opposite. So we, we make a good pair because I do all the planning for us and she just she just goes with the flow. So it works out <laughs> pretty well. I love have that. you had to make have you had to make any sacrifices like have you had to make sacrifices in your career for your family or, or maybe you've sacrificed family time for your career yeah I think you know what everything it comes in like just different ebbs and flows and, and waves. And like I mentioned earlier, there's going to be times where, you know, certain things or, you know, might take a priority or have different, you know, um, demands at different times. So for me, I think early on, I had to make a really, you know, um, a decision um, in my career, which was um, at the time, the company that I was working for, it was at minimum 50 hours plus a week, you know, and um, as I was still really early, you know, um, in building my family, we were newly married, we had, you know, our, our oldest was like pretty young at that time. And 
that just wasn't working for my my lifestyle. And, you know, it came to, you know, us really having a conversation about what we wanted our life to look like. And I had to make a decision like that wasn't working. Um, <laughs> turns out like when I did try to like, you know, this isn't working and I want to, <laughs> I tried to put my two weeks in and they're like, you can't, you can't just, <laughs> you, you can't, we will move you closer, closer to your home, you know, so you don't have to commute. Um, you can come in when you want. And, um, they were so flexible at that time where, you know, I just went in a couple of days for a couple hours and that was amazing. And number one, that says a lot of things, right? Number one, that says like the team that I was working for, they really valued me, but they also like value just trying to be flexible. So even though, you know, at that time I was doing, you know, 50 hours plus a week and that just wasn't working for my lifestyle, they were like, Hey, don't quit we'll work with you. You know, you can come into our offices and just do some training on, you know, customer service and sales because those are areas that I've gotten a lot of results for as a, you know, manager um, at the time at different offices. Why don't you come in and you can just do a couple hours a week, do some training, you work with customers and things like that. So it really worked for my lifestyle at that time. But then when we moved at that time over to California, that's where, we, you know, I made that that choice to it was time to to finally part um, from that from that situation and from that company and just really take some time to focus on like my family. So I took some time off uh, while my youngest, well, my oldest, she was um, young at that time, and just focused on. We were in a new environment. We moved to California, and you know, so I I, I took some time off from work. Um, there was also another period in, in my life as well, too, where I took a couple years off with baby number three. Um, and I took two years off as well, too. For me, I feel like I feel like that wasn't even just like a, a sacrifice. Yeah, I really enjoy working, but it was such a precious time because I was able to, you know, be home and, you know, just be there with all the different moments with with, um, you know, her and then my other at that time. So it was very special. But then there came a point where I was just like, OK, I, I'm ready to go back. Like, <laughs> I'm ready. This is hard. Yeah, <laughs> and I course. was ready. And then at that time, I started to um, I remember really getting in my mind that I want to get back into, you know, into the workplace. I want to get back into working. And I'm really big about just getting clear about what you want and then like, I feel like things just align. And literally, I remember declaring that and I ended up getting a text message from my old, it was an old client of mine, um, you know, when I had worked at a different company, but she reached out and said, hey, I have a client that needs, you know, an interim HR director and needs some help at HR consulting. Would you be open to doing this part time? I had literally just said and made the decision with my husband that I want to get back into the workplace. I wanted to, you know, start trying things out part time. And for me, that's a, a big testament of like just being true and aligned to what you want to do. At the time before, I wanted to stay home. I wanted a little more time with the the little ones. And once I felt ready to get back and I made that declaration, things started to line up for me and I ended up getting an opportunity that came to me, which was amazing. So, you know, it was sacrifices for both, but I think once you just have a clear idea of what you want to do, how you want to be, how you want to show up, things usually just align. I listened to your podcast and I heard you talk about not identifying with your career or trying, mm -hmm. trying not to. I'd like to yeah. talk more about that. I know this is a tough thing for a lot of people, especially mm -hmm. new moms, right? If you're ambitious and you really build your career and then you, and that might be a big part of your identity and then you settle down to have a family and you, it just can't be anymore. Right. So I'd love to hear a little yeah. bit more about your experience there. 
Yeah, man. I feel like this is something that I'm always unraveling and unpacking. And honestly, I don't even know where it started. I feel like maybe somewhere in childhood and I can't tell you why, but I've attached so much of my identity and my worth around performance, you know, around getting the pat on the back, around accolades, around just different things. And it's always motivated me to achieve more and want more. And I think, I feel like every time, every birth that I've given with each child, I feel like I've come closer. There was like a rebirth of me and I've come closer to who I am and who I'm called to be. And um, for me, I realized that like I had too much of, I got too much validation from work and performance. And to the point where like it was, I was trying to be a superhero. And I know a lot of times people talk about um, imposter syndrome, like that's really prevalent in the workplace for moms, for just, you know, women and a lot of things. But one of the things that I struggled with was superhero syndrome. Like, I don't even know if it's a thing, but always wanting to be the hero at work, always wanted to be wanting to be the hero, you know, um, at home in every area of my life for my family and my friends and wanting to always have on that cape. And that became like my identity you know, the praise and all the different things that you get from that. And I remember my pastor saying like um, a long time ago, like, you know, if you live in, if you live by the praises of man, you'll die by their criticism. And that really just really stuck with me. And so I've been doing a lot of self-work on that and detaching from, from things, from accomplishments, from accolades, and really trying to do the deep work within and asking myself, like, why is that even important? What do you want? What do you really want, right? And I found that a lot of things that I thought I wanted, like titles, positions, things like that, that actually wasn't what I really wanted. So I started to peel back the layers. And, you know, I feel like sometimes it starts with getting clear on like your values. And once you get clear on your values, it'll inform the things that you want. And when I got clear on my values, I realized that some of the things that I was seeking was, was actually was not aligned with the things that I proclaimed was my values. So I had to decide which one I wanted. And I actually really did want that value. I wanted that to be how I showed up in the world. So it's a pursuit. It's something I'm always working on and um, unraveling and detaching from. But I'm learning every day to, to detach from outcomes, to detach from accolades, from accomplishments, and to really to hold true to who I am. Because at the end of the day, all of those things can change. You know, I think with everything that's going on, you know, you're probably familiar. There was a lot of layoffs recently, you know, a lot of different things, a lot of uncertainty in the market. And in an instant, your title, things can change. Things can be taken away from you. Things that you work for, even in your personal life possessions, all those things can be taken from you. But one thing that they can't, that no one can really take from you is who you are. So I feel like I'm, always focusing on in the moment who I want to be, right? Even as things change and shift, like I have things going on right now in my life, but I'm focused on like, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? Because I know if I'm true to that, everything starts aligning for me. And like, I am, I am on this journey of doing the self work of detaching myself from the things that are not of my identity. So I hope that makes sense. I feel like it's a long process and it's a and it's a process. It's a work in progress, but I can definitely say like even over the last 6 months, like the way that I've handled some of the things, like I'm proud of the way that I've showed up. I'm proud of the way that I've handled some of the uncertainty, um in the way that I'm protecting my peace and my energy so I can show up for my family the right way, like like yeah. Yeah. I'm proud. I I just want I want <laughs> I got to I got to repeat that quote. If you if you live 
by the praises of man, you'll die by their criticisms. That's I yeah. get that tattooed on me. I think that's a good one. Yeah. I think it's, it's so easy to get it's so easy to get caught up in external validation, right? I'm sure it does, to mm-hmm. your point, relate to childhood and the way we were raised. And I'm sure yeah. we can talk about that for about eight hours, but we're we're not yeah. we're not gonna go there right now. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It it does involve a lot of work and, and untangling yeah. where that need for external validation comes from. Yeah, we'll save that for like a therapy session. Like I'm no, yeah, you know, right. uh, professional yeah. in that realm. Yeah. So, you know, I'll let you connect yeah. with your therapist. <laughs> yeah, yes, good idea. In addition to having four kids and having a full-time career, you also have a podcast. Yes. The uh, Own Your Work podcast, which I'm a fan mm-hmm. of. So how was starting a podcast when you already have this this busy schedule and how have you been able to slot time in to do that? Yes. Oh my. So I actually, it's funny when I go to log into my host, it says your podcast is, is four years old, right? Almost four years. Can you believe like I had this idea? I started it four years ago, but I never actually hit publish. You know, I would play around, hit record. I did all the things, you know, made a cover, even an intro, but I was so afraid. And I think one thing that one of the good things that has recently come out of all of this crazy uncertainty is that, you know, it, it, it allowed me to to take a pause and and realize like, hey, you've been given so much to everyone. What do you want to do? You know, what about those dreams that, you know, has been on your heart that you put to the side? You know, what about those things? Why don't you give those things an opportunity to see the light of day? And, you know, so for me, like that is the reason why, like I made the decision to push forward and to find the time. A lot of times there's so many things taking up our time, but we can eliminate a lot of the different things. You can outsource things like figure out what you want to do and make the time, you know, and prioritize those things. So it's, and I'm also in an exploration phase, you know, I started, I don't feel like I'm going to have it all figured out, but I'm like, my plan is to figure it out. My plan is to figure out how can I make this work? So I try different things. And my goals for the first couple months is to figure out a rhythm, figure out how to make good content, figure out how to get into a rhythm, figure out if I like doing it, you know, I've had this dream and sometimes, you know, you don't even know if it's something that will excite you until you actually do it. A lot of times we, we want clarity and we, we try to get plans in our head, but the best way to get clarity is to take action. And I love a quote um, by, um, I think it's Marie Forleo, where she talks about clarity comes from engagement, not thought. And like, sometimes you just got to get out there and do. You know, if you want yeah. more clarity, if you want to figure out if this can work for you, if it can work for your life, if it excites you, give it a try, <laughs> try to do it. And so I've been doing that. And, you know, I feel like it's a, um, a sweet spot because it's I'm talking about things that I actually really excited about. I love career development. Like, that's why I love recruiting. You know, um, I love talking to people every day about, you know, their career goals and helping them. Um, I, I'm like a self-proclaimed, like self-help junkie. I read all the books, you know, so. I can talk about it all day, you know, because it's a personal journey of mine. Um, But I actually wanted to do something and I wanted to start using my voice as well. So for me, I created my own playing field and I always recommend people to do that. And I do think it took a lot of just the uncertainty of things going on and also to the process of me unraveling my identity from like my work and trying to find the things that I love outside of the day-to-day, outside of work, outside of performance, and just try something, explore, do something. And yeah, it's, it's been working. I, I actually 
pleasantly found out that I actually really enjoy doing it. I enjoy getting behind the mic, talking. I can talk all day. <laughs> I enjoy doing it and trying to make it work. And I love that my kids they get to see me doing it as well, too. My oldest daughter, what makes me happy is when <laughs> I remember she came in and she she saw that I was on episode 12 and like tears were almost in her eyes because she's like, mommy, I'm so proud of you, mom. Like, Tears were all like almost in her eyes because I was on episode 12. Like, you know, she's like, you're really doing it, you know? And she's actually a listener too. She's like, mom, I was listening to your episode. You know, when it launched, she was like, listen to it at after school care. She was like, mom, I listened to, um, you know, the first three episodes. Like she's a fan. She's like, mom, I'm, I'm like your number one fan. And like, that it excites me, you know, and I want her to see the same thing. And I want her to do the same thing for herself. I want her to like pursue the things that's on her heart relentlessly, give it a chance, give it a shot. So I don't know. I feel that's like awesome. I do a lot. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I mean, I always, I always ask people if they think about the way their kids see the way that they're approaching their own career. And I, mm-hmm. it sounds like you definitely do. And that's great that you're, you know, you're excited to inspire her and, and show her that it, what you're doing is possible. And I think for the listeners as well, like I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that wanted to, have wanted to start something on the side. I mean, I can relate to doing some of the steps and then not hitting publish or just not really like mm-hmm. putting it out there and it just kind of sits on the shelf. So I'm sure people yeah. can relate to that. The other half of that I want to ask you about is people, again, they want to do something, but they already, they have a job. And so how do you manage that? And we could edit this out if you can't talk about it, but like, how do you, you know, set expectations with work? What are you allowed to say? What aren't you allowed to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think for me, um, part of with, with everything, I had to really ask myself, like, one of the things that you own is your personal brand you know, no matter what. So I am more than just the company that I work for. There's so much more to me. And what I do can also bring value to, you know, my company as well too. So I am very comfortable with promoting, you know, and talking about what I'm doing on LinkedIn. I am so blessed that I actually have a manager that 100% supports me as well too. I mean, like when I launched a podcast, she sent a message to the team is like, y'all go download it. Like right now you have to listen to this. And, you know, and not only just our team, but to the broader team, like, y'all, Sonia started a podcast, like, listen to it. And then, you know, to have that support from like your coworkers and your, like, I wasn't expecting it at all, but that's been amazing as well too, you know? And I mean, I just have a just amazing support system at work, but also just like, I feel like when it comes to finding the the time. So for me, I have a good space of between, um, when the time between the kids when they go to school and before I start, um, actually start work. So I used to use that time for um, like just being out in nature. I would go out, sit out, listen to the the waterfall on the fountain, or sometimes listen to the birds singing, um, have my coffee or my drink, read or anything like that. And I still try prior prioritize a lot of those things as well too. But now I've started to move some of that time. Um, I'm not waking up earlier. You know, I still, you know, wake up at 6 a.m. But I try to shift some of that time so that like for me, getting and working on my dreams is also a form of self-care. And but doing it in a way where it's not, I'm not expecting perfection for myself. Like every time I publish I hit record, I celebrate, not because it's better, not because it's perfect, but because I showed up for myself. 
and I did it and I gave it a try and I, I was courageous. And that's a form of self-care as well too, giving myself permission to just show up in this world. So although, you know, my little self-care routine where, you know, I'm sipping on coffee outside, listening to the birds, I probably don't do that as often. I still do it. I take my breaks throughout my day. I'm not someone who's just thinking like, push through, sit at your computer and get like, I take my breaks. I prioritize self-care throughout my day, but I listen to like my body and my mind as well too. And I, I know when I need to pivot, I know when I need to take a break as well too. So I make time early in the morning um, after the kids are ready and out to school. I make time to, you know, figure out what I'm going to work on, what I want to work on, whether it be a recording or, you know, batch editing or just different things. And again, be intentional. Like, I, every week I set like, what do I want to accomplish this week in my podcast? How much time am I able to give? Um, so for me, I, pr I probably somewhere around like four hours a, a week. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more. It's just depending. But, you know, one day I hope hopefully I'll be able to scale and like give a little bit more. But right now I know that I'm only able to give maybe an hour a day or less to be able to work on that. Like on the weekends, I usually try not to, to work on it as well. So it really is during the weekdays, like the early mornings where I'm taking that time by myself before start time to work on, to make some progress on that one specific thing that I've already said I wanted to accomplish and do that week and, you know, do that. And I do it with batching, you know, whether it's batch recording, batch editing, working on like tasks at the same time so I can really just make the most of my time. So, um, yeah, I think that's just what I, I try to focus on. Those two things, effectiveness, efficiency, working on the right thing with my time and then trying to have the right system in place so I can do it, you know, the best as possible. But I also just think, as someone balancing it all or managing it all, I feel like you really just got to let go of perfection. Like that's been huge for me. And listen to your, like, if I don't, my, I want to be consistent. If I miss a week, like that's okay. Like I'm okay with that. You know, like I'm okay with that. I'm so at peace, but I'm so proud of what I've done so far. So I think just listening to yourself, let go of these pressures of the world, how they say you have to show up and show up how you want to show up and celebrate when you do show up in that way. Like that's what it is. Like know who you want to be and how you want to show up. So like, that's, that's what I, that's what I do throughout, throughout my week. So it is again about maybe four hours. I do an hour a day, sometimes less, just depending on what I have to give with energy. And I make, I try to figure out what's going to make the biggest impact. And I do that. Um, yeah, I still got a you whole are, lot more to work on, though. There's still, I no, still, there's so you're, you're dropping, me, you're dropping some real nuggets right now. I got to say, I mean, working on your dreams is self care. That's another great quote. This is there's a lot of there's a lot of gems we're we're dropping here. I love that one, and I can totally relate because I have my little morning routine where I drink my tea and I read my book and I and I work out and then you know and, and I have a lot of time before work. And, and it's like, okay, well, I can do that or I can actually work on something on the side before I have to do work, right? And, and mm -hmm. I think that, to your point, I still make time for those things, but I, I never thought about it before, but it is true. Self-care, working on your dreams is a form of self-care. So yeah. love that. Awesome. All right. We're going to move into our final segment here. It's called Sonia's Advice Corner. So I'm going to ask you for some advice <laughs> on a few topics. Okay. You ready? All right. Let's do it. All right. What advice would you give to someone who's about to be a mom and has a career they still want to focus on? Yeah. Whew. I would say, even if I was speaking, 
I would say, honestly, those things that I mentioned earlier, I would say, number one, be intentional, like really get a clear vision of who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world. That's as a mom, as a parent, as a spouse, and as an employee as well, too, as a how do you want to show up in each each place, right? Be intentional and work backwards from that place. Like, what does that actually look like? Get a clear vision of it. Stephen Covey talks about beginning with the end in mind, right? Um, in that that book, Seven Habits, they talk about like you're at your funeral or, or, or deathbed. A lot of times we think about it like that, but I had another another way because that might be too morbid for, for people. So you can always just think about it like you're at your retirement party. What do you want people to say at your retirement party? And at your retirement party, there's like your friends and there's your family, there's your coworkers, there's a mix. So think about like how you want to show up in all those areas and, and then go for it. Like get a clear vision. I'd also say, like I mentioned earlier, be present. Like be present. So be intentional with your time as well too. plan so you can show up those ways, but then be really present. Let go of perfection and just really be present to the moment. Be present to every moment with your family. Be present when you are at work and give your best, you know, work, work wholeheartedly. But when it's time to shut off, like be okay, shut off. Like it's going to be okay. You know, <laughs> shut off. Like, unless you're like a surgeon or something, but, but you <laughs> yeah, know, then stay um, on but besides you that, you know, <laughs> besides that you can shut off. Like, so shut off and be present, focus on that. Um, those I feel like are really big things. And then the other one as well too, is just be aligned, be aligned to that vision that you have for yourself. Be really clear on your value. So that way, if you know what you, you value, sometimes we, we skip that step, but you can actually begin to like create a life that's really in line. You know, it informs what kind of job you take. It informs, you know, how you parent. So get an idea, be intentional about who you want to be, get clear on your values and start showing up that way and be really, really present and let go of perfection. What advice? What <laughs> advice? No, all good. All good. What advice would you give to somebody who is afraid to hit publish on that thing that mm. they've created? Just do it. Hit publish. You're, if you are afraid to hit publish, I mean, like, do it anyways. Just hit publish, hit it scared, hit it afraid, and like put it out there. And because I think that's just what it comes down to. I think there's like really nothing you can say. You just do it. Just do it. Like, don't overthink it. Just, just do, do it. it. And then just, just do keep it, doing it and get better. And just know that you're practicing for what? I don't know, but you just keep practicing and just do it again and show up and, and do it again. But just do it. Hit publish. Hit publish. What is the best advice you've ever received? One that always stands out to me, and I feel like it, it might be cliche. Many people probably heard it before. I mean, I have a lot of good advice from this one particular person who was a, like very instrumental early on in my career. She shared a couple of things with me. Um, number one, she always said, like, assume the position in a title follow. Like that that just helped me at with my performance to know that, like, you know, I was always performing at the next level. Um but another thing that she said to me, and it just really is like, you're the you're in the driver's seat of your career. And for me, I feel like that just, you know, she said that one line, but there was so much things that was infused to, in that for me, which means that no matter what, even if I'm put in a situation that's not idea or or not um, like the best of circumstances, like I'm in the driver's seat, like I own it. If I'm not getting the training that I need, I need to open my mouth. I need to learn how to self-advocate for myself, you know? And at the end of the day, like I'm responsible for how I end up. I am responsible for my career. I'm responsible. So like, 
you know, I'm always like, no matter what, even when I'm faced with ultimatums, even when I'm faced with like situations when I need to make decisions, I know ultimately, even if the situation is ideal, like I own this, like, and I can make my own like opportunity. And like, that is something that just really stuck with me. Like I'm in the driver's seat of my career. I own my work. I'm yeah. So I think that's, I think that's it. <laughs> what advice would you give to your former self? Yeah. I would tell her to start the self-work earlier. Um, the whole journey of detaching from work and your identity from work, I would say, like, start that early. I would tell her, there's so much more to you than your performance, than accolades and accomplishments. I would tell her to, you know, start to look inside and do the inner work, do the inner job first. And that's that would be like my best advice. And I would tell her, honestly, I would say, whatever it is you want to start, give it a chance, give it a try, do it. You know, the best time to start is, is now, like just start whatever it is, you know. Um, but that would be the advice that I would give to my younger self. Start the inner work now. Like there's so much more to you than, than your job. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Last question. I have a one month old daughter, mm-hmm. first child as well. Congrats. What advice? Thank you. <laughs> what advice you have for me as a dad of a one-month-old daughter? Mm, be present. Soak in every little moment. You know, pursue like being like making memories. Like take mental pictures of that little cute face. Like really, just let your heart soak it in. You know, um, really be present. Shut off anything else. When you're there, be present because she needs you, not all the different things that we think, you know, she needs you. So be present and yeah. And just have a lot of self-grace with yourself, you know, self-compassion. No one's perfect. So have a lot of compassion for yourself, your partner, but most importantly, just be present in the moment. Yeah. Love it. All right. Uh, Sonia, this is a great conversation. Where can people go to connect with you, learn more about you, anything you want to share? All right. Well, you can find me on LinkedIn, you know, Sonia Holmes, um, recruiter, and you can also find me on Instagram. I'm there. Um, it's, it's Sonia on the mic. I think that's what it is. No. <laughs> and that's S O N J A. That's S O N J A. Mike is M I C. Um, so it's Sonia on the mic because Sonia's on the mic. Um, and those are really the places to connect with me. You can also um, find me at soniahomes.com where you can learn more about the podcast and just a little bit more, more about what I do. Um, but that's the best way to connect with me. Awesome. I will link to all that in the show notes as well. Sonia Holmes, ladies and gentlemen. Sonia, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Yay!